Welcome to the second week of the Kawhi and Friends Fantasy Podcast, sponsored by the Omni Sports Network. Can it really be a network if there's only one podcast that has two episodes? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Hi, everyone. It's Bobby Labita back with the second week of fantasy basketball goodness. But unlike fan- unlike last week, I'm actually going to talk a little bit more about real-life basketball before we get into what's going on in the fantasy world. And by the fantasy world, I mean our world, the Kawhi and Friends podcast. If you're not part of this uh, fantasy league and you're listening, welcome. Thank you for listening. And um, maybe your commissioner should uh, also make some podcasts for your league. Well, and if they're not there, maybe not as cool as me. Anyway, now that my horn has been successfully tooted, let's get into some storylines for this week. First, my feel-good moment of the week. A shot for Ted Yeah, that's right. At halftime, a Bucks fan made a half-court shot that won him ten grand, and he just ran straight into the tunnel. I didn't know he could do that, but he did it, and it was <coughs> it was an awesome moment that made all Bucks fans excited. Which brings me to my surprise of the week. Oh, the Bucks have a winning record. Now, yesterday the Bucks lost to the Indianapolis Pelicans. We're keeping it. We're rolling it. We're going live. No edits on this. They lost to the Indiana. <laughs> they lost to the Pacers. Just don't say the city, you idiot. They lost to the Pacers. Now, the reason I'm surprised that the Bucks have a winning record is I feel like every time I've looked at their scores, they've been losing. Um, and I say that as someone has Giannis on my team, but no, they have a winning record. And I was shocked when they were 5-2. and two. Now they're 5-3. and three. But that leads us to my three storylines of this week. Starting with the in-season basketball tournament. It's tough. The trophy in the middle is hard. I think a new part of the new part. Oh, the trophy in the middle of the new part. I said, no, you don't need to see that. That's cool. I got a lot. Are you going to match your hair to it? I might have to now. That's right. This past week, the NBA unveiled its new in-season tournament featuring brand new courts that were mostly really cool. Except for all the red ones. Oh my god, they were so bright. It was like it was like watching like a, a horror film. They, they were just basking balls in a sea of blood and it was just it was just too much for my little peepers to deal with. But that's okay, because I'm actually pretty excited for the in-season tournament. Now, there's been a lot of controversy whether or not this will work, whether it's a good idea. I think it will be a good idea. Not this year. I think I think you need some time for buy-in. You need people to get excited. Um, it does a little bit to keep me more excited early season, which I think is great. And hopefully I'll do that for some of the basketball players. Um, but we need to figure out these courts, because... You know, some of them are hard to look at for a full game or even two or three minutes. Most of them, I think, actually are really cool. I'm a big fan, but some of them, yikes. Which leads me to storyline number two. Here's Vincent. And the That's right. Wemby, he might be the real deal. Now... I've watched a lot of Spurs games, 
mostly because my girlfriend has Wimbiana on her fantasy team, so I don't have a choice. But he, he's he looks like the real thing. Now he's been pretty inconsistent, and you know Pop I think is being sometimes conservative with his minutes, but he's actually given him some time to do his thing. Now um, I don't know if the Spurs are going to be good enough to make a playoff run this year, but they look better than last year, and they're they're pretty fun to watch. Which leads me to my my last storyline of the week. Yeah, that's right. Here in River City, it's Strugglesville. Now, River City being Los Angeles, California. Now, if you are a Lakers fan or a Clippers fan... It's not been good. The Lakers, I've been watching them, and we know how to finish games, but we don't know how to start them. And the Clippers, they they got so many individual pieces for such a delicious recipe, but maybe, maybe all the ingredients are a little too strong and don't work well together. I don't know. But uh, it's not been a fun time as a, as a, as a person who lives in L.A., as a, as a personal Lakers fan. Um, and even as someone who likes to make fun of the Clippers, I just, it, it hasn't looked good, you know, uh, for both of them. So, uh, we got trouble here in River City. All right, looking at the NBA standings in the East, we have the, uh, 76ers at the top. And honestly, they look really good. I think getting rid of Harden, um, you know, Harden was, I think, better for the Sixers than people rem- remember, but... Um, I think it allows Maxi a chance to kind of do his thing. Um, and I think the coaching change, um, I think it looks a lot better. Like, the team just looks good. They they seem powerful. Joel is just killing it. Then we have the Celtics, who, I mean, this is kind of what we anticipate. The Celtics are going to be good. They're going to be a playoff team, as much as it hurts me to say those words. And then third in the East which may have surprised some people coming into the season. Keep in mind, I'm recording on November 10th 10th right now, so things may have changed when you've listened to this podcast. But we have the Indiana Indiana Pacers, and I gotta say, they've been really fun to watch. I've watched a few of their games this year, and um, there's good energy. Halliburton, uh, it looks like he's taking that next step and, you know, could be, you know knocking on the door of being a superstar if he isn't already he just looks great and the team looks good um and then you know we have the uh you have the east or sorry then when you look to the west you got the nuggets at top um they're rocking and rolling they they're they're they just look so good they look like the best team in the league right now and uh Jokic is doing his thing and then second you got Maybe a surprise to some people, the Mavs. Now, people forget just two seasons ago, the Mavs made it to the Western Conference Finals. So, um, you know, I don't think they should be slept on just because last year ended so disastrously. Um, but I think Luka looks better. He looks uh, like he has more energy. He has a better attitude, at least, so far. You know, Kyrie's missed a little bit of time, but they're doing their thing. Uh, but I think Luca just looks really good. Um, and then third, we have the Timberwolves. And uh, they just seem excited. They're playing with a lot of energy. Anthony Edwards, I mean, he looks really good. So I think, you know, I think we got some some expe- expected outcomes when it comes to the standings, but also some surprises. And, and I think the thing we need to remind ourselves is that it's a long season and it's early on in the season. You know, we're... 
teams had played anywhere from eight to like ten games, um, seven. Um, and so there's going to be a lot of things that change by the end of this season. So, um, but so far this basketball season is shaping up to be um, a really exciting one. I think there's a lot of good teams, and honestly, there's just a lot of good basketball. Even teams that I don't expect to make big splashes at the end of the season are, are playing fun. Fantasy reflection. All right, so I'm going to look back at last week. I'm going to go through each team, what they were good at and what they were best at. And uh, maybe that can help you think about your strategy going forward. You know, which team should you, uh, you know, which category should you be focusing on? Um, but again, you know, like I just said, for the real basketball season is for fantasy basketball. It's a, it's an 18-week regular season, and we're only a ninth way through it. That's lots of time for things to change, players get better worse, people get traded, um, unfortunately sometimes injuries happen. So now we're going to look at each team from last week, what they were worst in and what they were best in. Now when I say best or worst, I uh, looked at each person, how they were overall in the week compared to everyone else. And so uh, your best category may not be like awesome and your worst category may not be that bad, uh, but it's just kind of where against the rest of the competition you are weakest and strongest and uh, I think maybe you could use this to help you strategize on what categories you want to focus on what you want to punt um, you know and all that good stuff so starting off with uh, Rashi uh, Rashi was best in field goal percentage last week and there was a tie for worse in blocks assists and rebounds equally uh, looking to bolster those categories uh, next we have Zach who actually had the best turnovers out of anyone maybe because Zach forgot to put some of his players in his lineup Saturday um, and this also led to him having the worst points out of anyone I think those two things being related to each other makes a lot of sense uh, next up we have Kevin who is the best at turnovers or was good at turnovers but uh, not good in points. That was his worst category. And then heading over to Fossey, best in field goal percentage uh, and worst in three-point percentage out of everyone in the whole league. Ah, uh, Fossey, you gotta, your, your, your players got to get it together from the charity stripe. Next up, we have Jesse, who's best in uh, steals and um, who's worst in turnovers and three-pointers out of everyone. Um, and also... Uh, was tied in first there was a three-way tie in first for blocks which we'll talk about in a little bit which is pretty interesting when you have these low uh categories you can end up having a lot more ties and i think that makes sense next we have geraldine who is the best in three pointers out of everyone but also had the worst field goal percentage again this makes sense if you're shooting a lot of threes it could hurt your field goal percentage even if you're the best at it at making threes Next, we got Cameron, who's the best out of everyone in field goal percentage. He's got a lot of big guys who are close to the hoop, but he's also the worst out of steals out of everyone. Again, this makes sense. Um, and then we have Scott. Uh, Scott's matchup with Geraldine was interesting. Geraldine ended up winning the matchup, but Scott overall had a better um, ro ro what we call a roto score than Geraldine last week, meaning in other categories he did better than the rest of the league, but that's those were the categories that Geraldine happened to be good in, and then the ones that he beat Geraldine in, he was really good in. So his team was overall stronger than most people, but he faced the buzzsaw 
that is his fiance. So Scott was the best set of points of everyone, and his worst category is turnovers. Uh, next is me. I was the second best in rebounds, and uh, I faced Kenny, who was the best in rebounds, so that hurts a lot. And then uh, I was second worst in field goal percentage, and I faced Kenny, who was third worst. So Kenny just barely beat me in a lot of categories, and it hurt. Uh, hurts hurts a lot. Then we have Millie, who is tied for best in steals, um, and uh, not doing so good in blocks, assists, and rebounds um, compared to everyone else. Then we got Kenny, who is the best in rebounds out of everyone, um, and he also was really good in steals. Uh, but not so good in turnovers, which thank you for that, Kenny. I appreciated that one. And then we got RG, who is uh, tied for best in steals and free throw percentage um, and was the worst um, in field goal percentage. Now, going back to what I was talking about with blocks, um, so we had, uh, we had uh, RG, uh, Millie, and uh, Jesse, I think. No, Mina. Was it Jesse? Yes, Jesse, uh, who all tied in blocks. I won't edit that one out either, because YOLO, YOLO. This, this is my podcast. I can do whatever I want, like cry or tell a really long story. I won't do that. Don't worry. Or I could do both. Anyway, so uh, heading into last week's sort of uh, strengths. Uh, last week, the uh, fourth best team, honorary mention, was my team. But unfortunately, I faced a team that is higher up on last week's list. Last week, the third best team in terms of categories, but the best overall in terms of record was Millie. In second, we have Kenny from last week in week two. And in uh, our best player last week, week two, actually goes to RG. Now, technically, uh, Kenny and um, RG are tied but RG has more categories that he's better than everyone, so I'll give him the nod there. But now looking into the overall season, that was just week two. Um, I'm going to talk about my top three in pow my uh, power rankings. So a tie for second, we have Kenny and Scott. Both have the same record, and for me, both have the same overall uh, roto score. Um, the Roto score would suggest that they are actually tied for first, but when you consider my power rankings, I include record, which leads us to our number one team in the power rankings. Again, much to my chagrin is my girlfriend, Jessie. She currently has the best record in the league. Uh, I'm currently facing her, trying to prevent her from continuing to be the best team, but we'll see if that's possible. Anyways, I hope you all have a fun weekend and don't forget to put your fantasy players in, and I, I hope you win, unless you're against me. <laughs>